Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today I'm speaking with Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher and website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. And we're going to talk a little about the Alexander Technique and its relationship with an idea that's pretty popular these days. It was popularized by Sheryl Sandberg, who's the chief executive officer of Facebook and a very prominent uh, woman executive in a field that doesn't have a lot of them. And her concept is Lean In, which I believe is the title to a book she wrote as well. So that's going to be our topic. And for this topic, uh, Imogen is going to interview me. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Imogen. Hi, Robert. Hi. <laughs> so why don't you just start us off um, by defining the Alexander Technique? So we've got that context in which we're talking. Sure. Well, the Alexander Technique is um, a 120-ish old, uh, year old uh, learning process that helps helps people to learn to go through life, movement, standing, sitting, walking, etc., on the surface of the earth to which they are subjected to a number of forces and to make the best use of those forces to do things easily and efficiently with less strain and discomfort. Very good. And so um, leaning in... um, it would be good if you would say yeah. a word or two about that because I know you've you've read her book and you've you've done you've done some blogs and you have a, a blog. I, I think it's fair to say that Cheryl Sandberg was addressing a lot of her uh ideas to women in particular right. in the so, workplace. So, yeah. So the concept um as I understand it is leaning in refers to women sort of taking their place at the table. Um, in the book, I remember, she, she actually told of a, uh, an actual situation where there'd been um, a meeting and two women had been invited by someone else to attend and they you know, were qualified experts, perfectly rightfully should be there. Um, but for some reason, they they didn't sit at the table. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, and this was sort of a an example through the book. Even when they were invited to, they chose not to. So they literally didn't um, sit at the table. So I think the concept of leaning in is like you're really making sure that you're you're in the game. You're taking up. Actually, I was going into a bit of Alexander technique. I was going to say taking up the space that you, but, but you take, taking have. Yeah. taking the power, the the opportunities that come yes. to you. Yes, and you yeah. know that we're, um, yeah. Um, and it can apply to men as well. I mean, there there are plenty. It of can, men. and actually, her movement. Um, there's a whole website, leanin.org, um, um, is inviting men to lean in too, and it's like. Um, her concept would say, you know, for men, it might be more of a challenge to to be that stay-at-home dad and and be at the playground and, and do, you know, where it's it's a mom's world. Or mm-hmm. so it's better for everybody. It's making it's equal opportunity in whatever 
um, situation. Right, right. Of, of course, there's many more, I think. Right. Where women, uh, you know, do not have that equal uh, status or whatever. So, or they um, sometimes, t- they, they don't, as you said earlier, don't fully accept opportunities, maybe. And again, right. and, 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 you know, the, some of it is, has come down, you know, through our history, society, culture, but, but some of it is, even though we have the opportunity, we don't sort of stand up, lean in and take, and take them, even when they're right in front of us. Um, right, right. Yeah. So partly, in fact, because you're the one who has been uh, blogging about this from time to time, about women's empowerment issues and so on, right? I I started thinking about lean in in the literal sense of the word. I, I think Sheryl Sandberg would see it as kind of a metaphor for how you approach um situations in the workplace or other places but right yeah but, not holding yourself back um, exactly which of course is also a metaphorical <laughs> right um, but i i started thinking about the, the the physical uh manifestation of that and a couple of things got me I, I, a couple of things that i've always noticed but hadn't really connected with her ideas were um and i think a lot of Alexander teacher, Alexander student teachers rather will have experienced this with their students that if they're working with someone who's, for example, a teacher, professor, public speaker, sometimes even a singer, um, they they could be standing and you could be talking to them about something or other, and then you you might say, well, why don't you? Um, why don't you imagine we're in a classroom and and you're about to introduce a new topic or introduce yourself or whatever. And very often the person will immediately lean back a Mm. bit, sometimes quite a bit, but often it's a subtle leaning back. It's, it's, um, a, it's sort of moving the upper part of their body a little bit away from their audience. So are you talking about it's not a whole, um, a holistic sort of movement of the whole of them. It's, it's part of them going back. Is well, that kind I, of- it seems to me it's most, <laughs> mostly leaning back from the waist. But from the some, waist. But sometimes... Um, Mm, it could be sometimes it's a, a whole body leaning back. I'm not. I'm not sure. I see okay. it. I I notice it primarily in the upper part of their torso that's mm-hmm. gone back a little bit. And um, what I tell tell students who exhibit that pattern, and I can help point it out to them and make them aware of it using some basic Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching techniques is that while it it may it may be that the people in your audience won't see it themselves they may not have the trained eye and also they're seeing you from the front but at some level i'm pretty sure they're going to sense it 
So they're getting some sort of non-verbal signal, even if they couldn't identify exactly what it is. Exactly. And I think what that uh, non-verbal signal is, uh, this guy or girl or woman or whatever wants to get away from me. Yeah. And um, I've I've worked with a number of uh, particularly uh, speakers, p- teachers, professors, mm-hmm. people who regularly are in front of classrooms or sometimes larger audiences, and I've helped them to identify the pattern and depending on whether it's an in-person lesson or a Skype session, I'll give them some some ways of not doing that. Mm-hmm. And they've often reported that for some bizarre reason, their audiences are responding better to them. And it's not really a bizarre reason at all, but they they, they can sense the <laughs> the effects, not just on the, their audience, but on their them their selves as they speak to. Uh, well, I'm just thinking off the top of my head as you're describing this. But uh, if you think of um, the startle pattern, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Flight is a bit of going away, and even even a tiny bit of subtleness, mm-hmm. you know, it, a tiny bit of subtleness. That's not very well expressed, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Very subtly going back, it's probably mm-hmm. a little bit of that flight. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see. I don't. I'm not sure exactly if it's connected, but and over the last year, I've been very. Uh, I've with my, many of my students, I've spent time with them getting out of a chair, getting onto mm-hmm. their feet, which, of course, mm-hmm. Alexander teachers love as an activity. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been very interested in the in the last few inches of that process. In other okay. words, what happens when someone is in a chair, gets onto his feet, and is pretty close to the end of the journey of towards standing. Mm-hmm. And what I see often is they will arrive at a nice standing, in a, a nice standing, I don't want to say position, but a nice, <clears throat> easy, upright Posture. stance. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But a, a, not, not, yeah, we wanna, well, I mean, it's not a bad word, but, but, yeah. but what I want to, it's not that they, it's they arrive at a place. In a nice, neutral Nice, easy, upright stand with very little effort needed to be there. And then immediately, instantaneously, they will add on something. Mm -hmm. And that adding on is almost always a backward um, pull, a little backward pull again, the same backward pull of their upper torso, their pelvis often goes a little forward to keep them from falling backwards. And it seems as though... It's an idea, well, um, unless I do this extra stuff, I'm not really standing. It's not legitimate standing. And I find that that's a pretty easy thing to call uh, students' attention to and to get them to notice and to get them to uh, use directions, which are an Alexander method of whereby people yeah. can change the way they they the way in and which I guess, they do things you know the other you know again alexander speak 
would be to inhibit doing that extra thing, i.e. to... Just not do it. To not do it, yes. And and, uh, time and time again, what will happen is I I get them to not do it. They're standing there. They often feel like they're perched too far forward, Mm. but they are not. I I can bring out the mirrors to show them. And they're kind of shocked by what they see because mm-hmm. they think they're about they're on the edge of falling over. And, of course, I point out that they haven't fallen yet. Mm-hmm. And, and often they may still be pushing back a little bit, but just not as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a bit related. And I also think it's a bit related to what you see uh, sometimes with singers, for example, where mm-hmm. they might be on a st- stage and... Um, they're perhaps not singing. Maybe it's a pause or, I don't know, they're being introduced or something like that. And then the minute they're about, the minute they're going to start singing, the second they're going to start singing, mm-hmm. they go into the singing stance posture, which usually involves some tightening up, mm-hmm. uh, stiffening up a little bit, um, and often has a little backward element to it as well. So, Interesting. Yeah, and I, I, so I think there may be, I, I'm not sure how they're all related, but they, it, they seem to be, to me, they are definitely not leaning in. And, right, and, and, literally. And, and literally <laughs> not leaning in and literally leaning back. And yeah. for the for the student who's getting out of a chair and going to standing and is not a, a public speaker, it's not so much a speaking issue, but it's an issue of how you take your body with you as you do things, like go for a walk. Right. I mean, it seems to me whatever I, – I, from what you're describing, and I think I've observed this too, is um, – in speaking, like we were talking about, you you also getting the a nonverbal sig- giving a nonverbal signal to your audience that you're mm-hmm. kind of backing away from them, which isn't uh, mm-hmm. well, welcoming. It, but for the, just someone, you know, the public speaking's not an issue; it's nothing to do with it. I mean, you're adding extra tension, and anyone who has any sort of uh, you know, problem with excess tension, you know. Right, absolutely. Uh, finding every moment that you can, any any moment where you can do a little bit less tension would be good. And and my, my theory about this uh, is that, um, oh, and, and I noticed the same thing when students, uh, when I do table work and a student gets off the table, if I don't give them a, a nice little pre-arrival at the floor talk, they'll often get onto their feet, they look really relaxed and poised and upright, and then instantly there'll be a little of this same pattern I've been talking about. I'm I'm laughing because I have a very clear memory of my own lesson with my first teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd had a few lessons um, and she had, she would, she would get me up from mm-hmm. lying down on the table. Mm-hmm. And um, this was not even to standing at this point. But, um, you know, I guess it came to the point where she kind of, she called me on it because I did this. So I arrived and I was all lovely and released and upright sitting there on the edge of the table. And then I'd 
sort of go back, kind of a pulling my shoulders back and leaning back a bit from right. the waist, sort right. of what you're describing. And uh, it's it's very interesting. Um, and I, I think I thought I was I was doing what I was supposed to do. Well, I my theory is that people, many people, have an idea about standing up straight that they've gotten from who knows where. Often their mom, or could be their mm-hmm. dad, or you know, lift your chest, pull your shoulders back, all that kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. And so when, when, uh, let's say they're in a very nice uh, balanced state just before they arrive at standing, and then suddenly what kicks in is, oh, standing, whoops, I got to add a little something yeah. else. And um, that's something, and that something else is is getting in their way. But I have to say, um, I find it a fairly easy thing to help people with because, first of all, I get them to when they're say when they're standing up from a chair, I get them to use a direction of some kind. Perhaps I'm free or my neck is free, whatever. And I tell them, you know, that direction can come and go. But when you know that you're fairly close to arrival at verticality, Uh and and you don't happen to be thinking the direction at that point, if you have the wherewithal to just gently bring it to bear for the last second or so of of the trip, Mm-hmm. Um, and let it color what you do. Mm. And often that's when on their own they'll just end up in this nice balanced state that feels weird. And they can often also have a very clear sense of what they would want to do at that point. Because they've got a frame of reference Exactly. Now. Yeah, yeah. Or another way that you can work with people is you can have them sta- standing, for example, and you mm-hmm. could be chatting with them. And you could say, well, now you're talking to me. We're having this pretty easygoing conversation. Could you imagine now that there's a group of students standing in a classroom in front of you and you're about to introduce yourself? Mm-hmm. Don't actually do it, but just imagine. And nine times out of ten, they'll exhibit some version of that little pulling back and they can feel it. Mm. You know, if you call it to their attention, they can sense it. And that yes. then, you know, that gives them the wherewithal to say, well, maybe when I'm about to start t- talking to the class, um, I'll, I'll use a, an Alexander direction that will will uh, make that less likely. You know? Yeah, I ha- um, I'm just thinking, and I don't know if this is something that you've thought about, because obviously there is the opposite to um, leaning in which is when people sort of are really in your face, forward. Hyper-leaning uh, in. No, hyper-leaning in, which is yeah. uh, not what we want either, no, right? That's no. very, I guess that, yeah, that's... Although it can be effective. Uh, I think one of the most uh, well-known hyper-leaners inner in America was uh, Lyndon Johnson, uh-huh. president. I mean, he was a big guy to start with, and he would virtually envelop people that he was whose arm he was twisting to vote a certain way or i mean he he, people would come away from an encounter with him saying well i i've changed my vote because (laughs) i didn't really feel i had a choice uh so i mean he 
he used it uh, certainly with all the civil rights stuff that he did in a in a very tricky situation. He used it well, but um, I'm not really talking about exaggerated leaning no. in. Um, and I'm also I think it's also important to be clear that the leaning in that I'm talking about is, is pretty can often be very subtle. And, and I take it you're this is like. Um, a whole body it's not one part going forward it's a whole of you slightly I think it's a whole, I think it's it. I think it is kind of a whole of you there may be a little more leaning in from the waist I'm not sure but what I want to emphasize is it's not a a slump a forward slump Mm-mm. there's no compression involved um, I, d- I was looking up synonyms for leaning, and incline was one, which I kind of mm-hmm. like. It's a it's a slight inclination forward mm-hmm. of the whole of you, which wouldn't be yeah. a slump because a slump yeah. would be part of you. Exactly, and that, would, and that would also include a down. And you're not right. talking about. So yeah, I know, think probably yeah. from done best, it is a whole. It's a, it is a whole body subtle movement. And um, I think it makes a big difference in how people react to you, not just you as a public speaker or a teacher or a singer, but you as just a person out there interacting with people. Yeah. Um, they, I think they, they, people pick up on those nonverbal cues. I mean, there's a lot of research that suggests that nonverbal information uh, has a much has and sometimes a much bigger impact on an audience than verbal, right. It's meant to be. Um, I've heard figures from like eighty to ninety five percent exactly apparently, of how people respond. Exactly. To you. Yeah. So I mean, that also it's not just your body; it would be tone of voice and you know, but a whole right. bunch of things that are nothing to do with what you're right. The content of what you're saying. And and I do think the Alexander technique is an excellent process for um, bringing your awareness to it and showing you in pretty simple ways how to um, essentially not do it and allow for perhaps a very slight uh, inclination forward if it's appropriate. Right. It's not a hard thing to teach, in my experience. People can usually pick up on it pretty quickly, mm-hmm. if if you can, you know, get them. You you want to get them to notice what their habit is, and even mm-hmm. engage in it. Go ahead and do it, and see, and and notice what you do when you do it, and then maybe we'll see about um, a way you can just not do it. So. Yes, it, it's great. <laughs> right. So can, that's all. That's really all I have. I have to say. But I got. I got to say, I owe it to you because the topic. Because I forgot the name of your current, uh, the, the your new website, uh, Empower. Uh, uh, what is the well, name? No, it's, it's bodyintelligence.me. dot Bodyintelligence dot me, and it is what. What is the general topic? It's. Um, well, the title is Body Intelligence for Women in Business. So exactly. it's really um, ways the Alexander Technique can help empower you as a woman out there in the right. workforce. And yes. I would think this would be a perfect um, 
bit yeah. of information for that site. It's very strongly yes, related. Absolutely. And, and you, you also on that site discuss other uh, methods of um, um, increasing your confidence and uh, things like power poses and so on. Yes. Which, um, you know, all from my perspective as an Alexander as, Technique right. teacher. Yes, right. absolutely. There's lots of tools we can use to... Right. Right. To help us lean in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't really have anything else to say uh, okay. on this topic. Wow. Do you? <laughs> no, shocking. I know. Okay. Well, I'll ha- very, very interesting, Robert. So I'll hand back to you to, uh, I guess, close yeah. this out. Yeah. Well, uh, I've been speaking today with Imogen Ragone and Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. She's also a web designer. I'll put a link to that site we just mentioned by the interview, as well as to her um, Alexander Technique site. And I'll also put a link to um, a site that will give you more information about the Alexander Technique in general. So thank you so much for doing this, Imogen. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Very interesting.